You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The BRICS Report, Brazil. All right, well, time for our weekly BRICS Report. It's the turn of Brazil. Professor Lyle White, Director at the Center for Dynamic Markets at the Gordon Institute of Business Science, joins us now. Uh, morning, Prof. The, the Olympics afterwards, and of course, this U.S. swimmer, the gold medal for stupidity, this Lochte. What's the latest on that one? Yeah, morning, John. And, uh, and what I didn't realize was that he was actually one of the most decorated swimmers from the U.S. or from Team USA. Um, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Lochte, he, uh, we heard about these claims that he was, uh, he was robbed at gunpoint by um, police wielding or police badge wielding um, uh, individuals in a service station. And um, it really is one of these uh, incidents and these issues that is testing the extradition treaty between the United States and Brazil. So it really has blown up um, in, in the face of not only Lochte, but uh, in between the United States and Brazil. Now, uh, Lochte flew out of Brazil shortly after the Games, and before he could actually be questioned by, uh, for these alleged, alleged uh, false claims of being attacked in the service station. Uh, several sponsors have obviously dropped sponsorship, but, John, I think this is quite a, a strange one. Pine Bros Softish Throat Drops have um, actually signed him up for an advertising campaign, obviously leveraging off uh, this, uh, this new popularity that he's demanding. Uh, but what has ultimately happened is uh, the swimmer has admitted to being drunk and has apologized for disorderly conduct. He was uh, caught on video uh, vandalizing uh, the, the petrol station's uh, ablution facilities and actually urinating in public and all the rest of it. And if he had actually faced the music back then, he would have had to donate um, made a donation to a, a Brazilian charity like the other swimmers that were caught with him. Um, but now he's got charges and he can actually be tried in his absence while he's in the United States. So he has to make a call now as to whether he's going to return to Brazil uh, to be tried in person there. How is the economy, uh, uh, Lyle? Well, the economy is actually recovering, John, and this is very good news, not only for Brazilians and for the whole of Latin America, but even for economies like South Africa, because we do actually look like Brazil. We do trade increasingly with Brazil, and there's a lot of Brazilian business that is investing in the rest of Africa. Um, it's picking itself up. We've seen imports of capital goods have increased 18%, 18% higher in dollar terms in June than the same time last year. Industrial production has increased. Firms are not hiring more, but they are slowing down the firing process, and consumer confidence is up in Brazil. Uh, the IMF has even revised its projection for GDP growth up to 2% for next year. That's 2017. And this is very much on the back of this whole impeachment process and a more pro-business Michel Temer government, and that's the one that is in transition at the moment. And what's the, the, the story with the impeachment of Rousseff? Well, that's the big story this week, John, and, um, and that's the one I thought we could actually look at more closely. It's what is very, very exciting or maybe somewhat distressing for the leftist, uh, the Workers' Party in, in Brazil. Uh, yesterday, Rousseff appeared before the Senate. It was the first time she had actually presented herself to the Senate and declared or uh, she insisted, uh, she made eye contact, as they say, and she insisted that uh, she had never committed a crime. This was in, uh, in anticipation now of the voting that is going to be taking place. But what we are seeing really, and that, that's what's going to take place this week, is that they will vote and her opposition or, or her opponents 
uh, insist that they will have more than a two-thirds majority, which will really then usher out Dilma Rousseff and the Workers' Party after, um, after uh, close to uh, 16 years at the helm. And this will then bring into, uh, oh, this will basically then put Michel Temer uh, into the presidency, and he'll be confirmed as president until elections in 2018. And he'll be able to attend then the first uh, gathering of the group of 20 uh, heads of state in China later, or it's actually at the start of September. One very interesting uh, number, John, which, uh, which I came across when, when looking at this, mm. is that public debt in Brazil, and this is up to 2018, could reach, by the, by the year 2018, could reach 90% of Brazilian GDP. Now, bearing in mind that the Brazilian GDP is around $2 trillion dollars, the same as collective Africa. This is a considerable amount and completely unsustainable, not only given the high interest rates in Brazil, but given the state of the economy. So Michel Temer is not exactly inheriting a healthy economy, but he does seem to be putting on track uh, an economy that is very, very important in the Latin American context and in the global context for that matter. Thanks very much indeed, Professor Lyle White, our BRICS report, Brazil.